Just a minute. I'm coming. FBI, open up! Just a minute. Hello, everybody. This is Legal Man. Welcome to the show. It's going to be a good episode. I'm going to continue the Spooner essay, A Letter to Grover Cleveland. Probably the stupidest title ever, but such a fantastic essay. And we do some really good stuff today on the show. And I hope people understand that these fundamental concepts are what people need in order for there to be real change. And if you're still wasting your time with constitutional conservatives, you're in a dead end. And for people who don't know me, I'm a lawyer. I've practiced for more than 30 years. I'm America's most trusted and beloved lawyer because I tell them the truth. And the truth is, I was a constitutional conservative for a long, long time. I used to believe all that same stupid shit. Big rah-rah con-con. That's what I was. And then I got the internet about 25 years ago. And in fairly short order, I figured out that that was a scam. I'd been had. That it wasn't true. That I was being kept on a tax plantation by the constitutional conservative controlled opposition and media making tens of millions of dollars. It's just the reality. People don't like that. They don't want to face that because they're so identified with the government and freedom fighting. But it's just not true. It's just not true. It's a harsh reality everyone needs to face if we want to have any kind of chance for freedom. And those con-cons in media, they keep all the people we need who want the right things driven into a ditch that prevents us from actually using them. And when I figured out this scam uh, 20 years ago, I became a self-certified master practitioner. And not too long ago, I gave myself a Lifetime Achievement Award along those same lines for all the great podcasts I make. And I enjoy these fake awards because I think they highlight how fake it all is by having these fake awards that go up against all these other bullshit credentials people throw around. All right, enough fooling around. Let's go ahead and get the show going. So I'm going to continue the essay by Lysander Spooner called A Letter to Grover Cleveland. (laughs) It's a terrible name. I agree it's a terrible name, but the essay is really great. It's really the last major piece that he did. It really has so much stuff that it brings together. And now that we've done No Treason and Trial by Jury, and I did his natural law essay, you can see how he pulls from those and adds to those throughout the essay. And we're pretty early on in the essay, which is really ultimately a letter. He did address it to Grover Cleveland and then signed it out as such. And I don't know if he ever mailed it or not. It doesn't ultimately matter. The principles of freedom and liberty and the way he takes the government apart, it's so important. I wish people were exposed to these ideas. The world could never, ever survive with the insanity that goes on if people understood these concepts. And that's why these concepts are totally and completely hidden from the people. They're not taught anywhere. They're not taught in any kind of school. They're not taught in any kind of these constitutional conservative schools. They don't teach any of this stuff. They teach brainwashing about Constitution and government and uh, fake narratives and everything else. And if people understood actual liberty and studied natural law and understood that these ideas that these things are laws, these guys just dream up, this legislative horseshit that they spew out, they understood that that's not really a law. It's just a made-up thing. It's just a made-up thing. Do you call some arbitrary thing that you dream up in chemistry, do you call it a law of chemistry? Just because it's somebody likes it, even though it has absolutely no bearing in the actual things you can observe in chemical reactions? No. Would you do that in physics? Would you call it a law of physics? That things fall whenever I care for them to fall. Is, is that a law of physics? No, it's not. But they could call it that, and that's the thing. that People are so confused. 
they have all these bouncing potatoes and stuff for little kids after school specials talking about how a law is made and they talk about how it goes from the committee and someone writes it and then it bounces around and then it gets voted on and then it gets reconciled then it gets signed into law yay and everyone's told that's a so-called law and then you hear about law and order and it's just endless nonsense people don't understand anything about it they don't understand anything about what their rights are they don't understand about the difference between a right and simply an interest or a privilege they don't understand because they're not taught anything like that they're taught things that help the governmental system that help this control system, because all government is is a way for a very small group of people to control a very large group of people. And the key is that they get tons and tons and tons of people who want liberty and freedom to support this government when the government, in fact, just screws them over. But they imagine that it helps them, when in fact it's not helping them. The people who the government helps, the people behind the scenes who are using it, it's obvious why they participate. (laughs) It's clear. The trick with government is you get all these good people who say, oh, we'd have a criminal ban takeover otherwise. They defend this horrible criminal ban that's much worse than anything you could ever have without a government because you wouldn't have good people defending it and they would never be able to grow. Just think how huge the U.S. government is, how powerful, how impossible it is to take it down. A criminal ban can never get like that. It can never get like that because there just aren't enough bad people. That's all. There's mostly just a very small group of bad people and then a huge mob of complete idiots, just brainwashed fools. And then there's a a sizable group of people who could catch on, but they're never told the truth. That's why my show gets so suppressed. That's why these ideas are suppressed, because the small group of people who are very bad, who are running things, they know that there's a sizable group of people out there who would catch on and would end this crap. They would. So they can't ever be told this. They have to be kept in a complete and total maze of fantasy and bullshit about the Constitution and the freedom fighting. They have to. Democracy, democratic republic, all these stupid things. People have no idea what they're talking about. So we're in Section 5. I'm going to pick it up. He was talking about individual rights and what they are and how the government can never dispose of them. But, of course, it does. He's talking to Grover Cleveland. So here it goes. Sir, I repeat that individual rights are the only human rights. Legally speaking, there are no such things as public rights, as distinguished from individual rights. Legally speaking, there is no such creature or thing as the public. The term the public is an utterly vague and indefinite one, applied arbitrarily and at random to a greater or less number of individuals, each and every one of whom have their own separate individual rights and none others. (laughs) Such a great point. Again, crystal clear. And once you see it, you realize, and this is the heart of the Barnum Statement madness that goes on in government. Barnum Statement, for people who don't know, it's a statement that sounds like it has a very specific meaning, but in fact it has no meaning because it means something different to everybody who hears it. And politicians are horrible con men using them all the time for the public good, general welfare, national security. Nobody knows what any of this stuff is because everybody has a different idea and you can't get agreement about it. And that's the heart of the problem here, see? They act like there's this thing called the public. There is no such thing called the public. (laughs) There's no such thing. It's just a group of people. Is it every single person? Is all the people in prisons or are they also part of the public? (laughs) Anybody who gets here? Is it all part of the public? How can anything that widely defined ever have a general purpose, something that's good for them, 
something that's good for the criminals, how can that be good for the people? It's, it's none of it's true. See, it's just people's brains have been so run into these ditches and given these Overton windows of nonsense to think about problems that they're all totally and completely fundamentally confused. Let's continue. And the protection of these separate individual rights is the only legitimate purpose for which anything in the nature of a governing or coercive power has a right to exist. And these separate individual rights all rest upon and can be ascertained only by the one science of justice. There's just no arguing with that. You can't say that, well, it's for the benefit of all of us. Well, does everybody agree? No. Okay, well, (laughs) so you're telling me what's for my benefit when I'm telling you it's not for my benefit. can never work. These individual rights, people don't even know what a right is. Legally speaking, the term public rights is as vague and indefinite as are the terms public health, public good, public welfare, and the like. It has no legal meaning except when used to describe the separate private individual rights of a greater or lesser number of individuals. It's inescapable. This is why people argue about it. This is why things that are done for the public good and public health and all this other crap, they're not agreed to. It's just a made-up term that politicians use. That's it. And the people imagine it's true. We're a country. Imagining that 330 million people can somehow come together on, on these items. It's just utter nonsense. Insofar as the separate private natural rights of individuals are secured, and just so far and no farther are the public rights secured. Insofar as the separate private natural rights of individuals are disregarded or violated, in just so far are public rights disregarded or violated. Therefore, all the pretenses of so-called lawmakers, that they are protecting public rights by violating private rights, are sheer and utter contradictions and frauds. They are just as false and absurd as it would be to say that they are protecting the public health by arbitrarily poisoning and destroying the health of single individuals. Wow. (laughs) How prescient is that, right? This is our public health defending and protecting, and what they do? They roll out this crap. They force it on you. Well, I don't want to take a jab. Well, you got to take a jab. But I thought that your jab protected your own person. Why would I have to be forced to take a jab? Oh, we have to have herd immunity. And then it's just, it's just ever-changing nonsense, see? Public health. What is that about? I mean, what is that about? <laughs> Look how it's used, you see? You can't trample on people's individual rights and then call it good for the public. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. It's not legally speaking anything that could ever be tenable. Now, it's not that they don't make these laws. They do. Why? Well, because they've dreamed up all these so-called powers and authorities that they claim the people have given to them. Well, that's why I did that no treason. That's why I've showed you that there is no such thing as consent of the people. Again, that's a made-up thing. Just like all these other things. Consent of the people. Of who? All the people? Does everybody consent? (laughs) No, they don't. I don't consent. You don't consent. So what's the consent of the people? It's just a made-up term. Made-up term. Like all these others. Let's continue. The pretense of the lawmakers that they are promoting the public good by violating individual rights is just as false and absurd as is the pretense that they are protecting public rights by violating private rights. Sir, 
The greatest public good of which any coercive power calling itself a government or by any other name is capable is the protection of each and every individual in the quiet and peaceful enjoyment and exercise of all his own natural, inherent, inalienable individual rights. This is a good that comes home to each and every individual of whom the public is composed. It is also a good which each and every one of these individuals composing the public can appreciate. It is a good for the loss of which the governments can make no compensation whatsoever. How do you argue with it? Right? How do you argue with it? This is what we're told the government does. See, this is all part of the gaslight. The government protects our rights. But the government doesn't protect our rights. It has endless legislation and nonsense that just stamp on your rights under the guise of general welfare and public good and public health and public everything else, public safety, all these national security things. They're all made up. All they're doing is trampling on the rights of the people who they don't care about because they're being paid and benefit to screw those people by the special interests that control government. That's all it is. Could you have a government that only protected individual rights? Of course you could, but it wouldn't do much. See, it wouldn't do much. And the people all love government when it does what they want. And there are just a bunch of hypocrites on the constitutional conservative side, too. They enforce law and order. Well, most of the laws are utter horseshit. So if supporting law and order, what they call law and order, is just supporting tyranny. That's all it is. They, they run around and point at liberals, but the liberals are just pushing their own pet projects as well. <laughs> it's just they disagree. That's the way this game works. They get the liberals on one side pushing this giant government and this nanny state. And then they had the constitutional conservatives all fooled into believing what they need to do is complain about the nanny state, but defend the nanny state at all times with their armed government goons and then push for national security, so-called, and law and order, meaning massive police state. And that's how the government builds up. Let's continue. It is a universal and impartial good of the highest importance to each and every human being and not any such vague, false, and criminal thing as the lawmakers, when violating private rights, tell us they are trying to accomplish under the name of the public good. It is also the only equal and exact justice which you or anybody else are capable of securing or have any occasion to secure to any human being. Let but this equal and exact justice be secured to all men, and they will then be abundantly able to take care of themselves and to secure their own highest good. Or, if anyone should ever chance to need anything more than this, he may safely trust to the voluntary kindness of his fellow men to supply it. Great examples. All of these things are great examples where the government claims to help you with welfare and all these programs. Those things aren't help. They're an abuse. They either steal the money from people, rob them at gunpoint, take it in taxes, or they use that coercive power they have over the fake money system, simply throw everybody in further debt, which either waters down your money or you have to pay back. It's not a good. They're not helping you. They're not creating jobs. They're not doing any of those things. It's not capable of doing it. See, if people understood what the government was, they could see that. If they understood the way economics actually work, they could see that. If they understood the total fundamental fraud at the base of the so-called money system, they would see that it all rests on that. 
That's the entire purpose of modern government is to support this fake money system and to keep the people inside it because when they have that, they have control of everything. It's totally impossible to have a free market or have freedom if they have a fake money system they can control for the benefit of a small group. It's completely impossible because they can just buy your labor for free. How is that freedom? I don't get it. How is that the government securing your individual rights, allowing a group, a special monopoly grant on this group to simply control all the money? And they tell you it's an independent agency, the Federal Reserve. (laughs) It's owned by these private banks. That's all. It doesn't matter if you want to look back through and say, well, see, technically the ownership's this and that. It doesn't matter. You have to look at the way it actually works and the member banks, who controls it, and the way the thing functions. And once you understand the way the thing actually functions, you see that that is the heart of the scam. That's the heart of the scam. That's why they're going for this digital currency crap. You can't have freedom when the government can run around and take your money at gunpoint and simply hand it to somebody else and tell you that they're doing you a favor, that they're helping general welfare, public good. It doesn't work. It's completely impossible, yet that discussion is just never held. And the government doesn't have the authority to do it. Not a real government like we're told it is, the government of, by, and for the people, with the consent of the people. The people they're taking the money from don't consent. See, they don't consent. So it's fundamentally flawed, and the constitutional conservatives simply refuse to address this fundamental issue because their entire argument is based upon it. And their entire argument is based upon a fraud, which is that the Constitution is the law of the land and that the law of the land is the will of the people and the will of the people because the government governs with the consent of the people. None of those things are true. It doesn't have the consent of the people. Having a few extra people who run around and cast something in an electronic booth doesn't mean anything. I've given the example to people over and over again. Only about half the people in the country vote. Tons of people aren't even allowed to vote. But of the people who are allowed to, only about half bother to vote. And only about half of that half ever carries the day. So at best, at any time, whoever's so-called in power has about 25% of the people's support. So they're, by definition, a minority. And yet we're told they're the majority, and it's the will of the people and all this other shit. It's complete nonsense, people. Let's continue. It is one of those things not easily accounted for that men who would scorn to do an injustice to a fellow man in a private transaction, who would scorn to usurp any arbitrary dominion over him or his property, who would be in the highest degree indignant if charged with any private injustice, and who, at the moment's warning, would take their lives in their own hands to defend their own rights and redress their own wrongs, will, the moment they become members of what they call a government, assume that they are absolved from all principles and all obligations that were imperative upon them as individuals, will assume that they are invested with a right of arbitrary and irresponsible dominion over other men and other men's property. Yet, they are doing this continually. (laughs) This is the part, this is why I hate government agents. This is why I hate politicians, why I hate people who support government. They've gotten these people, these constitutional conservatives, have brainwashed people over so many decades and decades and decades of getting people to identify with the government as though it's a freedom machine. When, in fact, it's not. And they have absolutely no problem, like I said, pushing for their own shit. Tell it to the judge. The whole system is corrupt. You can't have me go seek a redress inside of the corrupt system using the corrupt system's systems. That doesn't make sense. That will never happen. That can't happen. It's a contradiction. 
But the people have no problem pushing for it, calling it justice, <laughs> calling it justice. It's just, it turns everything on its head. These governmental people claim to be doing the will of the people. They're not. Tons of people voted against them. How can they be doing the will of the people when there are actively a huge group of people on the other side saying they're not doing it? And that doesn't even include all the people who've simply given up. They know it's a complete scam. It's just such fundamental gaslighting. And these concepts are never, ever discussed. It takes a very long time of repetition into people's heads from the stick because the gaslighting about the opposite, this constitutional freedom machine, is so deep. It's so, so deep. Continue. And all the laws they make are based upon the assumption that they have now become invested with rights that are more than human and that those on whom their laws are to operate have lost even their human rights. They seem to be utterly blind to the fact that the only reason there can be for their existence as a government is that they may protect those very rights which they before scrupulously respected but which they now unscrupulously trample upon. Uh, see, once you look at government the way you should look at government, the only way that actually makes sense is that there's only a couple ways to do things. You can either do things by consent or you can do things through force and fraud. Look at your own life. You either agree to something, maybe reluctantly, but you agree that it's still a bad choice, but still the best of the bad choices, or you get forced into doing it or you get tricked into doing it. And the idea that the government can be anything except based upon one of those kinds of principles is a fantasy. See, what they give you is a scam. They tell you that it's a government with the consent of the people. But you look around and you see that the people don't, in fact, consent. And then you ask, well, what is the consent based upon? And they tell you about some vote from 250 years ago, which you never agreed to, which you don't know any of the people who had conducted it, which we have no idea if the vote was even legitimate. But it certainly wasn't unanimous. So the idea that it was the consent of the people, again, is just simply a made-up term. The way our government operates is basically the vast majority of it is on fraud, this fundamental fraud. But this has a huge and ever-growing component of force. And anybody who doesn't think that's true, then all you have to do is challenge the government and not do what the police officer says. <laughs> just don't do it and see what happens to you. See if it's a government of, by, and for with the consent of the people, you being the people. You'll find out it isn't. So you'll find out it isn't. And to say you can take me in front of a tribunal and a judge and he'll determine it, um, when have I agreed to that? When have I agreed to that? See, that's why natural law is so important because natural law tells you what each person's actual rights are. It tells you when you violated someone else's rights. And those are the only things that can actually be enforced. And that's why government's there, to make sure that those things are never actually enforced and that they're always trampled upon and that the small group of people who run government get the benefit of all of that. See, that's their actual purpose of government. <laughs> that's it. And until people understand that, we're not going to be able to fix anything. See, it's completely and totally impossible to fix any of the problems we have until people understand that. And that's why the brainwashing and movies and media and books and TV and schools and the radio, and it's, it's endless. It's all the time with the nonsense and the flag waving and you watch a game and you sing the national anthem and 
All these things go on all the time, and they got people completely convinced that they're freedom fighters and that our government somehow represents us and that they work for us. But anybody can look around and see that doesn't actually withstand any actual scrutiny, and that's why it's never given any scrutiny. Quite a while ago, I did some shows uh, where I took the attempt to try to find what is the fundamental basis for the Constitution's so-called validity. Where does it come from? And I played some clips from these schools and different lecturers, and they simply skip over it all. They just talk about this ratification vote, but they don't describe how that could ever do anything. So what? You got a vote. A lot of people voted against it. We don't even know anything about the vote. Who agreed to the vote? Who got to vote? <laughs> when did I get to vote? It doesn't withstand any scrutiny when you look at it. That's the problem. See, that's the, the very, very fundamental problem with the analysis about the government. And when you read Spooner, it's always there. And the reason people are totally and completely unfamiliar with the concept of real consent of the people and natural rights is because if they were familiar with it, they would never, ever agree to defend the government. So they never would. <laughs> this is dollars to it. All right. I'm going to read a little bit of section six. I don't know how much of it I'll get through. But you evidently believe nothing of what I have now been saying. You evidently believe that justice is no law at all, unless in cases where the lawmakers may chance to prefer it to any law which they themselves can invent. You evidently believe that a certain paper called the Constitution, which nobody ever signed, which few persons ever read, which the great body of the people never saw, and as to the meaning of which no two persons were ever agreed, is the supreme law of this land. Anything in the law of nature, anything in natural, inherent, inalienable individual rights of 50 millions of people, to the contrary, notwithstanding. Wow, it's powerful. See, how many people have ever thought about the Constitution like that, right? The Constitution, a document nobody ever signed. It's true. Which few persons ever read. True. Which the great body of the people never saw. True. And as to the meaning of which no two persons were ever agreed. True. You can't even get the agreement of justices on the so-called Supreme Court. It's completely impossible to have an agreement that nobody agrees about what the agreement is. See, this is the absurdity. And when you see these arguments about what the general welfare clause is or what interstate commerce is or what, as soon as you see that there's a fundamental disagreement, well, you can know there is no agreement. Therefore, it's totally impossible to have the consent of the people to this document. It's completely impossible because no one can even tell you what the document says. <laughs> and nobody's bound to any of it. See, this is just the fundamental part they skip over. Let's read a little more. Did folly, falsehood, absurdity, assumption, or criminality ever reach a higher point than that? <laughs> right. These guys who run around and pretend that they're doing this fantastic work of the people and it's a freedom machine, a holy constitution, they're just the lowest criminals. Because if you just look at what they're claiming, it's absurd that they have the right to just make whatever laws they want because of this thing that nobody's ever agreed to. Nobody can even agree to what it says. Nobody signed. <laughs> no one alive even has ever had an opportunity to do any of it, let alone the people who were alive back then. Such a tiny portion were so-called allowed to vote on it. <laughs> it's just, see, once you can really grasp how crazy it is, 
this idea about the Constitution being this incredible freedom machine, once you see that for what it is, it all starts to collapse. And see, that's the one thing that so-called constitutional conservatives and the liberals agree on. The Constitution, oh, man, they can't agree on anything about what it says, but, oh, it's the law. Oh, absolutely. They're fully empowered by it. We have to respect the office and all this other shit. Fantastic founders and all this crap. Well, if they gave us a system that nobody can agree about what it even says, how is that a great system? What kind of a tyrant would imagine he can bind his children and grandchildren to, to some document that he likes, that he can't even get agreement about? That's all it is. But what do you have? You have people so brainwashed they can't see it. And each time he refers to you in here, he's talking to Grover Cleveland because this is a letter to him. He's just indignant. He died, I think, the year after he finished this essay. I just think he was sick and tired of having to watch all these lies and crap just for his whole life, almost 80 years old. I can really relate to Spooner. <laughs> I really can. Let's read a little bit more. You evidently believe that those great volumes of statutes, which the people at large have never read, nor even seen, and never will read, nor see, but which such men as you and your lawmakers have been manufacturing for nearly a hundred years to restrain them of their liberty, and deprive them of their natural rights, were all made for their benefit by men wiser than they, wiser even than justice itself, and having only their welfare at heart. <laughs> How many people have read any of the laws? Ignorance of the law is no excuse. Well, that doesn't make any sense uh, when you have made up laws that are arbitrary. Sure, if natural law, you're right. It's no excuse. It's no excuse. You can't go over there and take somebody's shit and then claim fucking innocence. Oh, I didn't know it was wrong to take their shit. I didn't know it was wrong to go over there and beat the crap out of them and take all their stuff. See, that's where that's the fundamental basis of that. Of course, ignorance of the law is an excuse. I made a whole show about that. Think how many laws there are. The IRS won't even give you a commitment about how the law is supposed to be applied in your case. And yet they hold you to it if you go in front of a so-called judge and jury with all their faked up shit. See, nobody knows what's in these laws. You're in violation of laws all the time. But did you consent to that? Well, they tell you you did. They tell you it's the greatest system ever invented. Freedom machine. <laughs> all right, let's finish this little section here. You evidently believe that the men who made those laws were duly authorized to make them and that you yourself have been duly authorized to enforce them. But in this, you are utterly mistaken. You have not so much as the honest, responsible scratch of one single pen to justify you in the exercise of the power you have taken upon yourself to exercise. <laughs> the scratch of one single pen. <laughs> honest, responsible scratch of one single pen. Is that not just classic Spooner? Is it not just fantastic, right? For example, you have no such evidence of your right to take any man's property for the support of your government as would be required of you if you were to claim pay for a single day's honest labor. <laughs> Where is it? Where's the authority? Under what kind of situation do we actually owe them anything? Why? Because of this piece of paper they claim is the law of the land. But what I just showed you is utter horseshit. It doesn't make any sense. It's just complete usurpation and fraud. But it's so ingrained in people, right? So ingrained. So difficult to get out of that mindset. It was once said in this country that taxation without consent was robbery. And a seven years war was fought to maintain that principle. He's talking about the revolution. But if that principle were a true one in behalf of three millions of men, it is an equally true one in behalf of three men or of one man. Who are ever taxed? 
Individuals only. Who have the property that can be taxed? Individuals only. Who can give their consent to be taxed? Individuals only. Who are ever taxed without their consent? Individuals only. Who then are robbed if taxed without their consent? Individuals only. <laughs> See, once you start seeing the reality of what's going on, you realize, wow, the government is a criminal operation. That's all it is. And the people in the government are either complete and total knaves, who means they're in on it, or they're fantastic dupes. And the vast majority now, they're just some combination. They're all in on it in a certain way. Just lots of them don't know how fundamental a fraud is. If taxation without consent is robbery, the United States government has never had, has not now, and is never likely to have a single honest dollar in its treasury. It's <laughs> so good. If taxation without consent is not robbery, then a band of robbers have only to declare themselves a government and all their robberies are legalized. How do you get around that? How do you get around that? You can't get around that. They call themselves a government. Oh, the law of the land, the Constitution. But it, the Constitution doesn't have any fundamental authority. See, that's the part that's never discussed. It's brushed over. Oh, it became the law of the land when it was ratified. Well, what does that mean? It became the law of the land, ratified. Who agreed that it would be the law of the land because it was so-called ratified? What does that mean? Oh, there was a vote. Who voted? What are the terms? What does it mean? What does it say? What power are they given? Who has the authority to give this power away to then rule over me? See, those are the fundamental questions that are never asked. And here's probably some of his most famous language. I'll probably read this and then I think I'll probably finish up for the day. If any man's money can be taken by a so-called government without his own personal consent, all of his other rights are taken with it. For with his money, the government can and will hire soldiers to stand over him, compel him to submit to its arbitrary will, and kill him if he resists. Uh, there's no arguing with that. That's exactly what you see. If you don't want to do what the government says, we'll try saying no and see what happens. You don't want to pay what they claim that you owe them? We'll see what happens. If you resist, they'll kill you. And what they do is they take your money, like any other criminal, and then they use it to take more money from you, take more rights from you. And in our country, the people are so brainwashed, like they are all over the world, that they actually believe somehow it's their patriotic duty to do it, to suffer and to hand the money to the government. Well, those people are welcome to do that if they want to, but they're not welcome to then come and tell me I have to do it just because they feel obligated to and they don't want to have to pay any more than their so-called fair share. What do you think cops are there to do? Oh, they're there to protect us. No, they're not. The Supreme Court has said that the cops have absolutely no duty whatsoever to protect you. They have no duty to protect any individual. None. And so the idea that somehow the government's there doing anything with my personal consent taking my money, it's just absurd. I don't consent to it. There's nothing else that needs to be said. There's nothing else that needs to be analyzed. I don't have to go back and look at papers and letters from 250 years ago to determine that I don't consent. I'm the person who determines whether I consent. I don't consent. That's it. It's a settled matter. There's nothing to analyze. There's nothing to be an expert about. The government doesn't have my consent. That's it. And until the government can claim to come up with a way that it actually has a consent, which it claims it has, it has no authority over me. That's all. And if you go around and you ask each person, do you consent? 
They'll say they, oh, well, yeah, I mean, it's the greatest freest, blah, blah, it's got problems. Okay, well, do you consent to them coming and doing whatever they want to you? If you do, then fine. Then you are a slave to the government. Do your thing. But what is your authority to come and force me to do it? Where does that come from? See, where does it come from? <laughs> That's the fundamental problem. All right, let's finish up this thought so it makes sense. That your whole claim of a right to any man's money for the support of your government without his consent is the merest farce and fraud is proved by the fact that you have no such evidence of your right to take it as would be required of you but one of your own courts to prove a debt of $5 that might be honestly due you. <laughs> right, where's the authority? You say you owe us money. Okay, well, I don't understand. What's your claim based upon? You and your lawmakers have no such evidence of your right of dominion over the people of this country as would be required to prove your right to any material property that you might have purchased. When a man parts with any considerable amount of such material property as he has a natural right to part with, as, for example, houses or lands or food or clothing or anything else of much value, he usually gives and the purchaser usually demands some written acknowledgement, receipt, bill of sale, or other evidence that will prove that he voluntarily parted with it and that the purchaser is now the real and true owner of it. But you hold that 50 millions of people have voluntarily parted not only with their natural right of dominion over all their material property, but also with all their natural right of dominion over their own souls and bodies when not one of them has ever given you a scrap of writing or even made his mark to that effect. <laughs> you see the fraud yet, people? Do you see it? It's scam. It's a mind F. It's a complete and total mind F. That's it. That's all it is. You have not so much as the honest signature of a single human being granting to you or your lawmakers any right of dominion whatsoever over him or his property. You hold your place only by title, which on no just principle of law or reason is worth a straw. And all who are associated with you and the government, whether they be called senators, representatives, judges, executive authors, or whatnot, all hold their places directly or indirectly only by the same worthless title. That title is nothing more nor less than votes given in secret by secret ballot, but not by more than one-fifth of the whole population. Of course, he was writing before women. These votes were given in secret solely because those who gave them did not dare to make themselves personally responsible either for their own acts or the acts of their agents, the lawmakers, judges, etc. And that's a pretty complicated point, which I'll have to touch on next time because he starts to go into it. And I've covered it before in No Treason, but he likes to talk about it here. And I think it's helpful to understand that this idea that you can have these secret votes and that there's no agency and principle in any kind of legal sense operating with the government, even though we're all told that there are agents up there doing our work and all this other crap. It doesn't withstand any actual legal scrutiny at all. None. None whatsoever. And a principle is entitled to know what the agent's doing. The agent is not entitled to lie to the principle, yet they lie to us every day. They have absolutely no responsibility for anything they do. Uh, an agent's responsible for what he does if he's screwing the principal. If the principal doesn't agree to what the agent's doing, then the agent gets removed. Well, we can't do that. Oh, you get to vote every few years. I don't get to remove them. 
vast majority of people I've just showed you, 75% roughly the population don't agree with what they're doing because they haven't voted for them affirmatively. And even the people who you vote for affirmatively, they tell you one thing and then they go do something else. And what's your choice? Well, the only other option is to vote for someone you agree with even less, who also has no obligation to do anything. So the idea of agent and principal and that they're representing us and all these things that are all tied back to the Constitution, the vote, none of them are true. See, none of them are actually true. And those issues are never, ever discussed. And they're so, so important. Because if people can understand these issues, once you do, then you can never be fooled by any of these governmental systems again, ever. You'll see government for what it is, a complete scam. That's just the bottom line. So I'm going to stop there today because... That subject requires a decent amount of time, and we've already spent a bunch of time discussing other ones today. But I hope you see how great this essay is. It's got so much great language. It's got so many great topics. We're really just scratching the surface. So I hope people enjoy Spooner. I know I do. A lot of people do enjoy him, but the shows ultimately aren't that popular, and that's just the way it is. I know that it's an important thing because I've spent so much time researching, and this is the heart of the issue. It's just that it's almost impossible to get people to focus on it because they're so brainwashed by constitutional conservatives. They're so convinced that those guys have it right. Oh, you got to go read Mark Levin's book on this or that. It's like, come on, dude. The guy's controlled opposition. He's there to keep you in a voting plantation. I've done show after show after show using his stuff, proving it. He's the premier constitutional conservative lawyer in media. He's not on your side, people. He's not on your side. All right. Well, that's it for today. I'm going to wrap it up. Um, if you want to, you can follow me. I'm on Twitter. I'm legal man at U.S. Crime Review. Had to get rid of Law Review because I was about to get banned. And, of course, I got suspended last week from Twitter, but then they actually removed the suspension when I appealed it, which is the first time it's ever happened. So even though they are really putting me in a pretty much a soundproof box on Twitter, i got to give them credit. At least the appeal system is working better than it did in the past because I never violated the laws. I, they wouldn't even respond to my appeals. So... There's something. I like to laugh at the people if you want to get on there. If you want to come there and tell me all about the Constitution, all other stupid shit uh, that con-cons spew, then don't bother because it's just a waste of my time. I've made these shows, hundreds and hundreds of shows, to try to explain it to people. And I used to be a constitutional conservative. I used to believe all that shit, and then I figured it all out. And the reality is just a lie, people. It's just a lie. And I got an update on the movie, The Jones Plantation. I play Mr. Jones, written by Larkin Rose. And it's a great Liberty movie about going from chattel slavery to debt slavery. And the world premiere is going to be down in Acapulco at the uh, Anarchist Fest on February 8th, I believe. So if you're going to be down there, check it out. I've seen the rough cut, and it's really, really good. And I've now heard some of the soundtrack and the score. And it's going to, I think it's going to really be good. I, I'm excited for the movie. I hope people, when it comes out, they watch it, they, they buy it, they make the movie huge because it's a fantastic way to show people what a scam the system is it really is and if we make a bunch of money with that movie then the people who made the movie will make more movies and we can use that sort of medium to spread the word and i want to thank the people in patreon who step up with a lot of integrity and you know they kick skin in the game and they support my show because without them I would have stopped making this show a long time ago, frankly. Because it's not you know which just wouldn't be worth my time. But I like the fact that there's people who really love my show enough and appreciate my time and understand how long it took me to learn all this stuff and then to make the show, and they kick skin in the game because that's what the free market is actually about. 
when someone provides value, then you pay them for that value. <laughs> it's not unreasonable. So thank you to those people in Patreon. I really do appreciate that. And beyond that, I don't think there's much else to say. So I think I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. You guys have been a great audience as usual. Everybody have a nice night or day, wherever you are. Take care. Thank you, everybody. Let's put your hands together one more time for Legal Man. Woo!